Game Boys. There it is. Got it. I literally hit my microphone that time. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why I came through so quick. Should I just start punching yeah, the microphone? Yeah, maybe punching the microphone yeah. like it's one of those wobbly clowns. That would be awesome. Oh, bye-bye. That's that's the one thing I miss about uh the only thing I miss about going to Chuck E. Cheese was uh, that one game where you slap the alligator. <laughs> um, you remember, remember that game? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the, it's like whack-a-mole, but you have to use your actual meaty hands. Yo, Zoro, shut the, shut up! I'm telling a story. <laughs> the fuck, Antonio Banderas, Zorro. put your mask back on and be quiet. Zoro, Zoro, <laughs> come in here. Man, come here and shut up. We're doing a podcast. Come in, come in, come in. I know Zoro is a dog, but if I didn't, boy, would I be confused. No, he's the scourge of the Mexican bourgeoisie. <laughs> he's gonna stop all the mining operations coming out of California. I just rewatched Mask of Zoro with my family. That movie fucking slaps. Yeah, it is really so good. good. It's really fun. It doesn't even matter that Anthony Hopkins is, like, playing a Latino in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> because everything about it rocks. Yeah, it's very good. Like, the fencing, the sword fights, like, they... they, they also, it's, like, an hour too long. Like, they spent so much time and money on the movie. Uh, it's really... It's solid. It's fun. It's also you know why it slaps? It's directed by Martin Campbell, who directed yes. GoldenEye oh, and yeah. Casino Royale. Yeah. Wow. So he's a video game maker and a filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Uh, he. It's also... That movie has, like, such a fun, weird plot that I love. Yeah, he like basically like uh, Anthony Hopkins' daughter gets stolen by his rival, <laughs> like which is crazy. And it's like all this um, weird like, like, in like inter mining company feuds, mm-hmm. uh, which is to me very fun because I'm a fucking dork. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I'm a coal miner. Yeah, a dork and a coal miner. Let's make it a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's why you can't get mad at me for who I vote for. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> So, Jill Stein, uh, 2020. Oh, God. Um, so, we're back. It's me and Griffin. Griffin's not in a car anymore. He's at his house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but somehow, worse audio problems from the get-go. <laughs> uh, that's just how it works. But we also, finally, are back on having a guest again, uh, which is cool. Uh, it's, yes. It's a friend, comedian, actor, cool guy, f- fellow DC native. It's Alex Vaughn. Hey, yeah, we need to like have like that conversation. Yeah, uh, absolutely. properly, absolutely. Wait, where? Okay, so let's let's just talk it out really quick, or do a quick and dirty version. So, where in DC did you grow up, and which of the various DC high schools were you an alumna of? No, I grew up uh, on Capitol Hill, and then my folks shipped out because I grew up like in the like late eighties or early nineties, and uh, okay, so very interesting time to be in dc um and uh so they moved to tacoma park so most of my schooling was on the maryland side oh okay word so i lived in uh i lived in the in southeast and like in like a anacostia area growing up um in the early 90s uh my parents did not get out for a while um, and so then, uh, but I got a scholarship to Georgetown Day School for art high school. Nice. Um, uh, so okay. That's the, so he, that's the high school I went to. Here's where it gets interesting. Georgetown Day School was part of the Potomac Valley Athletic Conference, the yeah, PBAC. And we played you guys and probably lost a bunch. Uh, uh, cause I went to Sandy Spring Friends School. Oh, a bunch of my friends like, went there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Central Maryland. So like weird <laughs> DC connection. Uh, yeah, we definitely play you like, guys in sports. Yeah, like weird, like private school connection as I well. Def- definitely threw up a double double in a basketball game against Sandy Springs. <laughs> uh, the the only thing DC on my mind recently has been like how everyone says that like DC doesn't have votes or whatever. Like, wait, what is it? Like they don't have Senate votes or something? Yeah, it's not a state. Yeah, it's not a we, state, right? We don't have and any congressional representation, um, right? At all? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Ex- except for like you guys being like HQ Ghoul City, like it's like where the nuke well, went off, and it's just a bunch of that's, uh, that's you know that's the great <laughs> yeah. that's the great war of DC against the government is that everyone in DC DC is like a pretty liberal leaning city, like pretty decisively, um, and is one that has like actively 
desires certain things, and a lot of the times the the city will hold a referendum or the mayor will pass something or city council vote on something, and then the Congress will just be like, no. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I played, I've played Fallout Three, and it's crazy how they got it like one to one right. <laughs> yeah, a little too colorful in the game, but other than that, it was pretty much the same. My this house is very in, pretty. Is in the game. Oh really? Your your house is in the no, game? No, it's just like, <laughs> where I grew up is just like a, a very uh, broad strokes kind of like oh yeah there's there, that's the gas station that I drove by in oh, my childhood. No, there's cap there's Capitol Hill Market. Yeah, um, we can go in there and get I, a fish. I mean, they did a I pretty grew good up job. At the Washington Monument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Griffin grew up as the castle freak at the Washington Monument. Yeah, I'm three dog. <laughs> now, now, is it normal for you guys to go and pray to the Washington Monument, as I've been seeing online a lot lately? Just touch, touching the, touching the stone, yeah, to, to, yeah, touching that phallic ritual. Channel There's the spirit the, of the ancestors. Only, only at certain hours is it permissible. You, you have mm. to, yeah, you, you got to do it at like uh, three thirty p.m. and mm-hmm. also at six ten p.m. Yeah. Those are the only times. That way, that way you can be. You can get it from east and west without having the shadow cast on you because you can't. It's you're not allowed to get. You're not allowed to touch it while the shadow is upon you. Yeah, if the shadow touches you, then uh, you have to go serve in the army for five years. Yeah. And then, hey, Washington shadow is cast upon all of us yeah. now and these gotta, days. You got to take a cleansing bath in the reflecting pool. <laughs> wash off, wash off the shadow sludge, and then you go join the army and come back and really appreciate it. Um, hey, speaking of the army, I've been I've been reading that uh, a little bit more about the Navy uh, esports Twitch uh, and what a disaster it's been. Um, apparently, that they paid someone like two million dollars to like teach them how to use Twitch, uh, which is crazy to me because I get paid like fifteen dollars a week to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it seems like you uh, did not apply to the right jobs, Griffin. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm tired of helping artists and creatives. Like, I want to, I want to help Colin Powell play Farmville before it goes offline. Holy, oh yeah. I'll be R. totally R. honest. I would, Hundo. Is, yeah, is Colin Powell alive? He's dead, right? He was no. at the DNC. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was. Oh, I, so actually, that confirms nothing, though. Yeah, I was just throwing an <laughs> F in the chat for Farmville. That's yeah. what I meant by that. Totally. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. I was just realizing that I would watch Colin Powell play Farmville on Twitch at least for an hour of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two two dying breeds of an of a past generation. Well, I would just love to know. see him uh, misinterpret some false intelligence and accidentally dig a hole and ruin his farm. <laughs> uh, now I've heard there's WMDs under these pumpkins. They're all Damn, coming up. I mean, yeah, you really can't blame him. He's just being preemptive. Uh, but, you know, Farmville, man, what a what an era. You know, Farmville was, oh, fuck, was I in high school? Or it was like freshman year of high school. And even maybe I would say late middle school for me was when that game started, like, popping off. And um, it is sort of the end of an era of these, like, flash games that, like, aren't installed on your computer that are free that you just kind of, like, log into online. Well, yeah. That was, like, the... The, that was the brief period where like Facebook gaming was a thing. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That was the thing is that like Farmville and other games like that, like you could play them on Facebook with your friends, and it was like, oh wow. And then games got better, and they were like, we're not going to be on Facebook. And Facebook was like, we don't care. We're not that big a deal. And then Facebook was like, oh, we're a huge deal. We need these video games. And now it's a nightmare. <laughs> Aside from Words with Friends, Words with Friends is a rousing success. Sure, oh. but uh, it's flash games in general seem like they're they're going down the down the Facebook drain, right? Isn't that what they said? Well, and, and this is an interesting time too, because as we talked last episode, uh, Xbox by buying Bethesda is really making this big move to prevent companies like Apple, Facebook, and Google from acquiring any part of the game market. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's been a part of the war. Has been like, Alex, what, what, what we, I've already, I know what Lux feels. What, chime in on that for a second. Oh, how, wait, how on, do you feel about the? On which part? On well, the, the Bethesda part, like, uh, or this this idea that like Xbox is is trying to grab the games before anyone can get them. Well, I, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but like, uh, you'd be pretty hard pressed to get me excited about the Xbox Series X, which uh, hilariously has already uh, um, accidentally promoted a bunch of like pre-orders um, yes. of the Xbox One X 
It's just like you say uh, accidentally. I say by design. They're uh, trying to offload their old product. It is just the the dumbest marketing nightmare that you could possibly set yourself up for. But like the console itself looks cool. It's just that like you know they don't have any software like that. It's been like the that was the whole problem with the last generation for for the Xbox. And like as somebody yeah. who was like diehard like Xbox 360 was like way better than the PlayStation 3 in its life cycle um, to develop for and like the library and then. They just kind of like, like shat the bed uh, with this last gen and haven't really recouped it. So I think that like a big power move like this is like definitely going to get people's attention. But like, I don't know if it really changes that much personally because like I'm still gonna play the next Doom on a PC. It's still gonna be on like a like a Windows 10 platform, right? Like I might sure, have to like sure. invest in like Game Pass to play it, which you know I may or may not do, but like. As well, somebody, you gotta do Game Pass. You yeah, gotta get Game Pass. It's, I, an, it's, it's, it's an insane deal. I got a three month like free trial with my last uh, uh, subscription to Discord Nitro. So um, shameless plug. Uh, yeah, if you're a <laughs> Discord subscriber, they're offering free Game Pass subscription. So I, I checked it out. Played like Gears Five for like. 30 minutes and I was like oh yeah that's why I, I don't own an Xbox <laughs> um, but uh, Bethesda is historically a really cool really important company I don't know if they're really making the same kinds of games they were like pretty much everything after uh, you know Fallout 3 and I would include Skyrim in that a little bit even though it was very popular it has been kind of like on a, a downward slope for me personally um, and you know, I'd be interested to see if having the money that Microsoft has access to kind of pulls them out of that slump. Maybe make a make a game that isn't on the Gamebryo engine <laughs> for right. for once in like you know fifteen years. Um, so I'm I'm tentatively excited about it. I don't know if it's gonna make me purchase an Xbox or move me in that direction at all. But I I think it but, could yeah. be an interesting um, out for Bethesda. Well, because me and you are both PC gamers, we are sort of watching the peasants fight in the street while we sip on wine from a balcony. I know there's Snapple. no matter who wins, no matter who loses, we win, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't feel th that uh, balcony sitting about it, but it is like something that's really <laughs> interesting when you get to these like you know uh, points in the console cycle flip how like intense people get about it and then everybody kind of like goes back to being like yeah you know it's like what you know eventually i'll get both you can get two really powerful consoles like really like crazily powerful consoles for less than a thousand dollars in 2020 like that's insane to me yeah i i think that no nobody's losing in this situation yeah that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, it's it's crazy that we're going to have so much access to a lot of this cool shit. Um, it is uh, extremely, I think, uh, it is extremely uh, kind of weird to me that, like, there is this, like, moment in time. Because it's funny because the console war, the scale at which... Oh, fucking my dumb work notifications. Uh, the scale at which... Get, like the scale at which people have to give a shit about the console war has sort of moved down like class lines a lot over time because like you said like it is no longer like an absurd thing for I don't know say a freelance contact a content creator to grab an Xbox and a PlayStation because it's a thousand bucks for both of them which is like a not crazy amount of money um, in a zoomed out way but for some people it's a huge amount of money um, so the console war has become more and more like it's not about people like us or like PC gamer types or whatever. It's about like people who are going to buy one console and that's it, and they're buying it at Christmas. What's it going to be? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, which is like a very different thing than it was like with Xbox 360 versus PS3, which is like oh, only we're only going to buy one console because every console is a bajillion dollars, right? Um, and so now it's like even like upper middle class families are like buying one console. Um, but now it's sort of like that's not really how. It, like I was just on uh, my friend Rowdy Burns' uh, Twitch stream uh, designing a car because um, that's what they do on Twitch stream, and he was talking about how like, he was like, my, uh, so we've got like a an Xbox, we got like an Xbox One, and we've got a Switch for my kids, and my wife and I have a Switch, and like we have like a couple other systems. It was just like, what the fuck? Like, 
I think that's normal, though. No, that's, no, like, that, that, I, no, that's totally normal now. But when I was a kid, that was extremely... If I had a friend who had five systems at their house, I would have just never left their house. As a kid. <laughs> yeah, you for know, sure. It would have blown yeah. my fucking mind. Whereas now, it is it is totally normal. Um, well, that's why my idea of creating a, a motel hotel where every room has every system, you know, we a lot of investment up top, but then no one will ever leave, you know? They'll never... I, I think it's genius. I, I, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'd, I'd say there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, think about all the times you went inside a McDonald's just to play GameCube. Oh, yeah. Or a Blockbuster. Maybe that's a little yeah. bit, like, before some people's time. But, like, oh, so I didn't talk about this game uh, the last time I was on here because we went on a little bit of a tear uh, on, on oh, VR. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, like pick at that scab, but I got to tell you about this game. Um, Pixel Ripped. I don't know if either of you are aware of this. I wasn't aware of it until I had my like Oculus Quest. Um, it is uh, a game that is kind of about this like retro experience where the the whole VR game is like about you playing this kid, try, just trying to play his video game that that he's just got. It's like you know the they use fake names, but it's like you've just got your Super Nintendo and you're trying to play Zelda. And that's your, crazy. Your parents keep like telling you to turn it off because you know video games <laughs> rot your brain. The school bully is like, like saying mean things through the like the window and like throwing shit at you. And so you, in virtual reality, are trying to have to like distract your parents or like, uh, like, ki- like kind of fuck up their lives a little bit so that you can keep playing this video game. And then like the hook awesome. is that eventually the cartridge breaks like. Um, uh, last Starfighter uh, style and like the video game kind of leaks out into your world. It's like actually like a really fun game. That's a really but fun premise. One of one of the levels is like you go to like a blockbuster to go get um, a new game cartridge because your magic one that you bought like broke. Um, so your dad takes you to blockbuster to get you a new one um, and there are the two like consoles there, which is obviously like it's like a Sega Genesis and like a Super Nintendo like side by side, and so then you have to like flip between the two because you've got your magic video game friends whose special power is to like go into any video game and you get to control them, and you get to like kind of like shove it in the face of like the bully who's like making up some weird challenge for one of the games, saying like, oh, you can't get like the eighth emerald in this and that game. And, Classic bully. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> just like all of our bullies did in, in high school, not just like saying that we were losers for playing video games. But... All the achievement hunter bullies <laughs> in high school. <laughs> uh, but anyway, like your little video game friends, like, help you get like the eighth emerald, which doesn't exist. He's obviously uh, an achievement bully. So he just made up an achievement for you to like try and find. Uh, and you got to dip back and forth between the games. But just that virtual reality experience of like, standing in front of like the weird like rubberized controllers at a blockbuster yeah. like i had like a weird like like i could smell the blockbuster it's just like totally brain yeah, I, was filling in all the information it was great that seems really fucking cool especially yeah because blockbuster was so foundational i feel like for a certain for a certain generation of kids um as far as like getting into anything I would rent the N64, yeah. the entire console like i would rent the console because i couldn't afford it yeah we did yeah, me my, too we did it on my birthday uh, yeah, Pilot Wings, sixty four yeah. <laughs> for the I, weekend. I got, I got Gek. <gasps> oh, nice, <laughs> this guy, this suave Gekko. But but that is funny though that the, their idea for a VR game is just basically what if you were playing a video game inside a video game? It's getting a little too Hall of Mirror-y for me. Yeah, it's it's really <laughs> funny because like most of it is like yeah, it's like this nostalgia trip, but like the actual gameplay consists of you just like being just like. A total brat, like a total dickhead to your parents. <laughs> uh, Truly nostalgic. Kind of yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, uh, yeah, you know, I still think VR. You know, we're 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 a long ways off. It just doesn't have the games or the, um, I guess, the affordability. I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna take, but uh, uh, I, mean, I wish them the best. It, it's it's gonna take off. I would I would throw down a bet that it'll happen sooner than you think. But I do think there are some technological things like getting Griffin in the game. That they got to fix mm-hmm. before that happens. Yeah. Now we love a good prediction on this podcast because then we can come back later and, and sort of suss it out. Right? Are we saying twenty twenty one is the year of VR, or maybe even farther down the line? Uh, I would say 
2023 is when it's going to be like an like a normal kind of thing where we're not yeah. like you're talking about this VR thing, but it's like mm-hmm. we're having the same discussion we're having about like the Xbox Series X versus PS5 versus like you know whatever with the new. Uh, with the HTC VR headsets Vive and the Oculus, whatever. But besides sure. having like the weird draconian like requirements for uh, Facebook accounts for the new Oculus, the, the Quest Two, uh, it is definitely like some serious business. Like, uh, and it's it's cheap. It's like three hundred bucks to to pick one up. Um, wow, which yeah. is you know as far as the experience you get inside of it and. Uh, uh, well, no, I can't say that on on, on air. Um, yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> I, I, um, uh, no, I, I really can't. I, it's uh, people will get in trouble. Listen, we're all we're all playing the the porn games. No, aren't we? no, we're all doing the it, hentai VR. It's, it's more regarding um, uh, early. Ac- it's more political. Early access sure. to to certain things uh, that I won't uh, specify, word. but like yeah, people okay. could get in trouble and maybe you should edit oh, this I out. See. But um, I, I instantly assumed porn, you actually had a, <laughs> a much more normal thing. No, no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, I, I can just say that the, the, the new deal, the Quest 2, is is pretty cool and it's going to change some hearts and minds, but like, um, it's not... We need a green new deal. Yeah. I, I we need like a the, VR new deal. I feel like yeah, the thing VR with VR, what the form of that VR new deal kind of is, is like the first time there's like a VR setup that's like easy to set up the way that a console is, um, that's just plug and play and go, and like feels that way, and there's like people talking about it all the time about how simple it is to set up. That's like when it's gonna take off, for sure. Um, um, I feel like there's a barrier to entry in terms of just like it feels like a lot. <laughs> Although I, I think that you know, weirdly enough, I think that I I know I've said porn already, but I do think that is going to be like a major contingent, uh, in a weird way of 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 I guess initial buyers of this stuff. I mean, I had a, I, there's a, a friend of mine, uh, former guest Allison Lowenberg showed me the other day, uh, this VR porn game that's been blowing up called VR Kenojo. Have you guys heard of this? I have now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, you can, uh, you can like watch videos of it online if you want. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty shitty and boring. Uh, and like the, and like, just like most porn games, like they only have a few animations. So it's just kind of like, eh. Um, but it's blowing up right now. Like a lot of people are playing it. Um, and it's interesting. I, I, I don't know. Like for me, give me just a God of War sex scene. Those are the hottest because so, they're in context of a larger game. Or you're just looking you know? at a, a nightstand and watching a urn yeah. <laughs> fall off and spray out a small number of points. Or like there is something erotic about that to me, an urn smashing. Yeah, and, don't, uh, don't go, do not go to a crematorium, Griffin. In <laughs> um, God of War Three, where it's just like the uh, the pan over, and then like they're like reacting to what's happening. I always thought that was like, yeah. really funny. <laughs> uh, or I keep saying like, well, that was the only that was my one gripe with the newest God of War. No playable sexy. Hey, like no, I no, mean, no mash X. I mean, we, just, we we took we took attack with the tone. I uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Boy, <laughs> wait outside. <laughs> Boy, I need 15 minutes. Um, the one thing, actually, Griffin, it's actually not that weird for porn to be the driver of like technological progress in that way. Because like, yeah, Betamax. Sure. Yeah, I mean, Betamax and VHS. Beta. VHS took off over Betamax because largely of porn, and then uh, Blu-ray and HD DVD was the same thing. All the porn came out on Blu-ray, and so HD DVD went away. Yeah, um, for sure. This is just this is, this is what happens. Facts. Um, and so it probably you're probably right that like whichever VR makes porn is the one that gets all the porn is probably going to be the one that gets all the people. Yeah. Um, hey, because no one's that's gonna, just democracy. No work. one's going to say it, but like if you have a VR setup and like you're scrolling and you know there's a porn game and you're an adult male of between like 25 and 50. Like, hey, there's females on here too. Yeah, you sorry, know, we're I, in a new age I'm, of horniness. Sorry, yeah, I'm assuming like a, a nasty hentai filth game, but you're right. There's a half the people I've seen stream or not stream, but like put put videos of them playing are women. Yeah, no, so it's probably, it's, probably men or women. If you're so if you're an adult human um, mm-hmm. between like 25 and 50, and you just have it, like at some point you're just gonna like see those ads and be like, "Yeah, fuck it, it's nine bucks. Let's mm-hmm. see what this is." Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I am totally, and I guess the last thing I'll say in sort of tan- 
<laughs> well, we can we can, I can tell tell you about that after the show. <laughs> I, I just meant in general. I don't know. I just don't know how at all. Oh, just, I talk. Right. I talk about it a lot. I talk a big game. I can't walk the walk. Yeah, that's why you can't think or walk straight, right? You haven't figured it out yet. It's called um, pass-through cameras, my son. Pass-through cameras. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think um, the last thing I'll say about VR in general is that we are we are in sort of the final potential weeks of my ultimate yearly prediction, which is the Joe Biden VR game. Um, I, I, I predicted this early on uh, in December of 2019 that we would get one, and I think we're close. I mean, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in the next couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, right. do you think there's maybe not like some like maybe not a like a like a VR game, like but a, like a mm-hmm. like a like a porn parody like VR video situation? Like, would that would that count? Well, I'm not even saying like a, like a like a sex Joe Biden game, although I would love that. Oh, okay. Uh, Just a regular I, Joe like, Biden VR game. Yeah, where he like shows you his car yeah, and like, have, he, like they dr- have the they have the framework you of it. You sit in the passenger seat. Yeah, yeah the and then of like it already, which is Joe Biden drives you around and tells you about the the juice and the horsepower and the engine yeah. of this coupe. Yeah, it's like it's like Microsoft Flight Simulator, but someone is pilot piloting already, and then eventually you just drive into a lake. MS Joe like, Simulator 2020. Or it's like you you are driving, and every so often when you violate a traffic law, he's like, "Whoa there, Jack! <laughs> hold, hold on no, there, bud!" No, 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 no. He doesn't like it when you when you when you aren't speeding. He says, "Come on, man, push it a little bit." Yeah, <laughs> they got like, run a red light. He's like, "Whoa there, Jack! Rain it in." They got uh, Joe Biden himself uh, to do like the the twenty different like uh, or the, the the different variations of like, Tiger Skip, like yeah. Buddy. We used yeah, to right. we, we used to dream big with our celebrity with our celebrities in video games like like the 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 Sopranos PS2 game has like the entire cast like voicing the character really and I just don't. Yeah, yeah, like Tony's a like James Gandolfini voices Tony in the Sopranos game. So like w- we used to dream a lot bigger with this stuff. I think that I think it's still possible. I think I think we can get it and fingers fucking crossed. Same. Um, um yeah, yeah. but let's talk about some other games that have been happening. Uh some real games that are actually exist. Uh and I wanted to start with uh Hades. Ooh, baby, it's been my whole life since Friday. It's been your jam. Now, uh, I want to hear Lux, who has played the most of this game, will, will probably tell us why it's so good, but it's been blowing up on Twitch. It's been blowing up amongst video game reviewers. A lot of people are saying it's potentially game of the year. Uh, it comes from this video game studio, uh, Supergiant, yeah. mm-hmm. that has just been on one of the biggest roles in video game industry history, in my opinion. Uh, They're a small developer, but they put out like a game a year, and each time it's like incredibly good, feels like it's cut from the same cloth as the previous, but is like always brings new interesting game designs. and uh, uh, apart from all that, it's like, yeah, people are just going apeshit for it. Um, so, yeah, Lux, take it away. Yeah, okay, so Supergiant has, like, a, I think Supergiant's a great place to start talking about this, because Supergiant has, like, a couple of tropes in their games they like to get to. Like, they like to have a very clever narrator. Um, they like to use a really kind of, like, super stylized art style for, for people talking. Um, and they love hell a lot. <laughs> um and this show, this game has like all of those all those things. Basically, the premise is that you are uh, Zagreus, uh, Hades' son by Persephone, and you have to get out of. I don't. That's not like a spoiler because that's just Greek mythology. Um, and you have to get out. <laughs> you just have to get out of the underworld. And in doing so, you run into all kinds of like classic Greek mythology people, and you have to like do all these different fights, lots of different enemies, and you have a wide range of weapons. And you pick your weapon at the beginning of your attempt to escape. And then throughout your escape, you can get upgrades, things like that. And every time you die, you start you start over, but you have, like, a little bit more of certain resources that you can spend. So it's like a roguelike that depends on you, like, kind of edge of tomorrowing through it a lot. Of like, For sure. Of, like, playing through it and dying over and over again to learn the patterns of how bad guys work and to learn which, which god upgrades are cool and which Daedalus upgrades are cool. And, like... Mm-hmm. 
what I would say though is like one thing that always turns me off about roguelikes is sort of the wiping of the slate each time and just sort of feeling like ah oh, fuck this is just like too arcadey for me but one thing I really like about Hades is that that you do gain and grow as a character over time even though in a lot of ways they wipe the slate clean like there are like permanent stats you can acquire there are new weapons that you can unlock and yeah. like your character interactions with people in the hub world like continue to evolve and and people in the outer zones too um yeah. you talk to and like and yeah your relationships change and you get this stuff called darkness which is basically xp which you can spend to like upgrade stats and stuff and then you get other currencies you can use to like buy other upgrades or upgrade your weapons or um stuff like that and you get relics also and the relics give you certain bonuses so like one thing a big difference. So my friend Jared, uh, uh, Jared Blondo, shouts out, plays has been playing this game a lot also, and they and I have been talking a bunch about um, how we build very differently because Jared likes to use specific god upgrades and so uses the relics associated with those gods to, like make it more likely they get the upgrades that they want. Whereas huh. I, I play, I use a lot more of like the health buff things. Sometimes like the chaos egg to get like the crazy bonuses you get from chaos. Or I use, like, attack damage bonus boosting things, stuff like that. Um, and they're just very different ways. Like, Jared's way is a lot more, like you're saying, Griffin, kind of avoids wiping the slate. Uh, sounds like an internet issue. Well, Alex, what do you what, what do you think about the game? Finally, we got rid of that guy. <laughs> uh, I have played zero hours of Hades, but I can tell you that um, it was one of those things where <clears throat> I was... Uh, uh, like, you know, just, like, browsing through Twitter and, like, saw it mentioned and and like read the IGN review and I was like oh like you know that's interesting like uh saw it on Reddit a little bit and then finally like one of my like close close friends that actually doesn't play like video games that frequently is like oh Hades is great and I was like okay what okay what is this game and I actually like kind of did my due diligence and typed it mm -hmm. in and I was like oh shit it's the new Supergiant which I haven't played a Supergiant game I think since uh Transistor which um was nice. the follow-up to Bastion, Bastion, which was their first game, mm. and I remember playing Bastion for the first time, and that was just, like, tonally and artistically, like, such a different experience. Like, they're also, like, really well-known for their animation style, um, as right. well as their art style. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of pumped to check it out. Yeah, and I, and I guess my big thing is, like, when thinking about Supergiant, is, like, I wonder what the company culture is like, because it seems like it's, like, a small studio that is pumping these games out, and, and maybe they're sort of charting a course for for the future in terms of, like, you can make a game of the year and, like, not spend six years on it and, like, and like th thousands of man, men and women to do it. Like, I don't know. Uh, it, as video games become bigger and more expensive, they continue to feel, like, more untenable and, like, just more, I don't know, like, ugh, disastrous on human health. Yeah. Whereas, like, this game is probably going to be top three game games for most people. Only costs, like, $25 to play. Um, and people are gonna have like a really meaningful experience with it. So it seems like a positive for the industry. Yeah, holy shit. Their team is incredibly small. So I count two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16 people. I mean, at least on their wow. uh, on their main page. They, they probably have testers and all, all that sort of stuff, but 16 people is insanely small. Yeah, that, that's like the size of like an average mediocre sketch team. <laughs> Um, but uh yeah like uh it's it's so I'm, I'm impressed with it on that level obviously like we'll have a lot more to say as we dig deep into it but i'm glad that lux is digging it um but yeah. there is another game oh we're just moving on that from has, are we moving on from Hades already now that well yeah you disconnected sorry and neither neither me or alex have played oh, it we, so we talked about super no, wrap, wrap it up wrap it up yeah, can, so, so yeah we can do so the thing that i was talking about when i got disconnected is that like Griffin, the thing you're worrying about, this idea of, like, the slate getting wiped clean, you can kind of avoid that by, like, using these relics to, like, manipulate what rewards you get and stuff. So you can get the shit that you like fairly quickly. And it lets you do that in kind of clever ways. And then it also is, like, very clever with its mythology shit. Like, I don't want to spoil, sure. like, the story stuff, but they do a really great job with, like, the gods and the various underworld characters that you meet. Um, in a way that, like, these people give a shit. Like, did the fucking work. Like, it's, I hear it's that. crazy to hear they have a 16-person team just because, like, there are other games that are like this that are so much more poorly researched. Right, um, yeah. And, like, don't I seem think, as cool. 
Greek gods are so interesting to me because they're like way more accurate in the sense that like Greek mythology is in a lot of ways about how the gods are pieces of shit. Like they're like not better than us. They have all these like human awful flaws and they're like a lot of them are monsters. Um, so like that just seems more to me like what an actual god would be like based on my day to day life. Yeah. Um, it's just a much more believable thing. And I really like the God of War depictions of them, especially. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens in that game. But, oh boy, there's another game that's been taking the internet even more by storm than Hades, and it's called Among Us. There's a fungus among us. There is. Um, yeah, I mean, it has been blowing up on Twitch. It's like one of the most number one played games and there's not even like a competitive aspect to it. There's no ranking systems or anything. Um, for those who haven't played, it's basically like if you took like The Thing or like like the movie The Thing and turned it into a video game. There's a few other versions of this that have come out in the past, but you guys are all on a spaceship and one to two to three of you are actually secretly the imposter or the alien or the thing or whatever you what you call it. Um, and the game is basically just about deliberating and figuring out who's lying. Um, it's pretty fun to play, uh, but I guess like my big thing about it is I don't think it's fun to watch. And that's what's crazy <laughs> to me about like how successful it has been because I mean, you look at the viewers for it on Twitch and it's like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people watching it, but then everyone on Twitter's like, yeah, Among Us is boring as hell to watch. So I don't know, it's it's very interesting. What do you guys think? I think it depends on what you're watching. I mean, it's it's no different than like uh, you know, Werewolf or Mafia or Secret Hitler, um, which are like really fun to play in person uh but really not so fun to play over zoom as i feel like a lot of the the casual like uh dinner party board game playing population discovered like a couple weeks into the pandemic um so this is like a weird medium ground where like there there's more to do on screen like you know you're jumping around a spaceship and they're like tasks to do and stuff like that but you still have like you know your secret agenda if you're the imposter or um you know uh ways of sort of keeping up your facade um but on paper it's not like visually very compelling but i think the reason why people like watch it a lot on twitch is like we're not actually watching people play the game we're watching the like the people reacting to, yeah. to this stuff and like, there's already like so much like funny drama that like i didn't like the, the whole uh way i got plugged into this game were like twitch streamers like they're like twitch youtube drama basically between streamers just being live stream like, fail like dicks no just being dicks to each other over this game and i thought it was right. really funny how it like just like at a dinner party or you know your board game night, it just brings out the fucking worst in people. Um, yeah, because it's interesting because there's this moment that happens where if someone hits the emergency button, then everyone kind of gets called to the center to sort of debate and vote on who the imposter is, and that's where all the toxic shit happens because you basically have like 90 seconds to yell with amongst 10 people on a video call and on like on a like on a on a discord call and you know like when more than two people are talking on discord you can't hear anything yeah. so it's essentially up to like who has just like who's just the most obnoxious and the most outspoken that wants to like guide the conversation and that typically is like the the chad of the discord or whatever huh. or or the you know or just whoever just won't shut the fuck up some might call them the knee um um, were you were you there griffin uh because we played a bunch in the disc in the chum discord with a bunch of chum homies um were you there when there was a point we were playing and i saw someone murder someone else and then they called the alarm and i i reported the body and i was like i saw this person kill someone and then someone else was like i think bennington did it yeah, um, and they started yelling about Bennington, and I was like, "No, I saw it happen." Like, yeah. listen to me, please. And then Bennington got voted out because I was sort of like drowned out by the Discord, vo- like, uh, yeah, the Discord like voice stuff. And then like later, like two more people got killed, and they're like, "Oh wait, didn't Luck say something about this guy?" <laughs> and it was like, "Yeah, I fucking did, dude." Um, yeah, and that's like it's kind of brainless in that way. It's kind of a flaw in the game. I mean, it was to be fair, it was very funny. 
what happened to Bennington. Um, but, it's worth noting. <laughs> but it was, like, not the good game choice. Here's the thing, though, is that it's been driving a lot of downloads for Discord. So, like, they gotta, like, they gotta fix their shit. Like, if... I mean, I it's it's an inherent flaw in any sort of like online voice communication. Like, eventually, you have to you can't have everybody talking at once. Push but, on, mm-hmm. push to talk. Yeah, the oh, game should yeah, the game yeah. should say that in all capitals. Uh, yeah, I mean, there there are fun moments where like I saw a clip of Soldier Boy who was streaming Among Us, and he basically was like talking to his chat, and he was like, "Chat, who do I kill? Who should I kill next?" And then he didn't realize that he wasn't muted, so he just told his entire room that he was the killer. <laughs> um, and, and there are fun moments like that, but I think overall it's created, I would say it's the worst meta on Twitch. And when I say Twitch meta, I basically mean like, what is like the hot game that everyone's playing to get like the most views right now? And it really like shifts and moves. Like earlier in the year, chess was the meta and like everyone would just play a shit ton of chess. And now it's among us. And and I just, I just feel like it's producing some of like, I think the worst kind of content uh, because most of the clips you see are just like the same 15 top streamers just like screaming over each other uh, in these arguments. And I, I just, I'm not enjoying the content that comes out of it. Yeah, it does seem like a weird like warp zone for a, a lot of just like the people that are one just playing it for views. So it's like there's no real like skill or attachment to the game. And those people who are, you know, the most attention hungry for, for those sorts of things, uh, you know, they're not always the um, uh, kindliest souls, uh, shall we say? Right. So it's, it's yeah, uh, yeah I, I tuned into a little bit of it just, like, in passing. Like, when I have a free moment, sometimes I'll throw on Twitch, mostly to watch, like, my friends' shows, but every now and then I have a moment. And it's just, like... It doesn't super add up for me either, so I feel you there, Griff. Here's what I would like to see, though, because while while it may seem like, oh, these games are being too mean or, or too combative, no, I actually, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, like, I like when games are combative and when emotions get high, but it is, it's the quality of the space of the conversation that I take sort of umbrage with. Like, I, I think there should be more games where people are forced to debate each other and to like, <laughs> and to like, you know, provide a, a narrative and then defy the other person's narrative. I think that's actually really fun and interesting. But like, what if the game put it to where it was like actually like two people had to duke it out and discuss, and it's not ten voices chiming in, but like, okay, like these two people have been pulled into the room. They both have to establish in sixty seconds the narrative of what happened, and then the rest of the room decides based on that. Like, I think that would be a much more interesting like conflict that could be fun and like create a dialogue as opposed to just like shouting heads. Yeah. Well, here's here's one thing we you lose with that, which is that the real life versions of this game. That, uh, that Alec alluded to, your secret Hitlers, your werewolves, your mafia, always have a chunk in the middle of the game where everyone's just yelling at each other. Like, that's yeah, that's part of the experience. In real life, though, and that doesn't translate to, to these yeah, to I, our digital world, you know? Totally. It, it doesn't one-to-one, and that's sort of the problem here, is that, like, it can't quite capture the juice of, of the thing it's trying to imitate 100%. Like, it, it does, I think, a pretty good job. I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, it was very annoying that some people didn't turn on, didn't mute their microphones, but that's life. Um, but I had a lot of fun playing it, and it, it was really cool. The The problem was that, like, it it didn't quite get to, like, that money zone of, uh, uh, like, a bunch of people, like, trying to, like, figure out and solve the mystery together. Because anytime people talked over each other, it became, like, a huge mess because of Discord. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think push to talk resolves a lot of that if people just do it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I totally agree that it, it does make it makes the game a little bit more messy in a way that isn't optimal. Um, I would also say that one of the reasons the game is so popular is because gaming still does not provide enough opportunities for ten friends to all hop in a thing together. Yeah, and like 
that's like one of the reasons why, even though this game has drawbacks, like games like this are, are going to continue to like become the Twitch meta for like a while because there's just a drought of games where you can do that. And the fact that people can play this on their phone yeah. and play with me on PC, like that's that it, there is magic to it's that. It's like cozy, you know, it's like comfort food. Yeah, and it and it and it's like oh, there are people in my life who would play that that will not be able to download Divinity Two Original Sin with me or <laughs> yeah. something. You know? Yeah, like <laughs> well, also like the time commitment is different, right? Like this yeah. is something that you can be like, yo, download this game on your phone, hop in the Discord, you, me, and eight of our friends are gonna play for an hour, and then right. like you can or you can like play it again or not. But like it's a zero. It for doesn't sure. have to be an investment of any kind of meaningful time or money. And that's a really good thing, especially right now, because I think you're totally right that, like, one thing that we still haven't solved, even though it's been six months of COVID isolation, mm-hmm. um, gah, um, is, like... It's been longer than that now, hasn't yeah. it? Uh, Jesus Christ. It, I, I, I started officially isolating on March 14th. Um, <laughs> that was, like, the last time I did an event. Um, so, uh... Um... And so, Damn, like, you really, it, your brain just like well, what yeah, fucking went you, blank you, after you said yeah, that. Yeah, because I started calculating time. But yeah, so since six months ago, <laughs> isolation, and like we need things that like com- like communal bonding activities with buds. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah. And this game fill this game fills that slot so much, and it's shocking to me that there aren't fifty five other things yeah. that are in the same totally. zone because like it's. It's just so I could make this game. This game is very lo-fi. Like I could probably figure out how to program this game if I had a year. Um yeah, absolutely. It's 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 very simple, it's very straightforward, but that's part of the joy of it. Like it's not I don't know, like it's not it's it's, it's very stressful cuz everyone's yelling at each other and you might get murdered at any time, but it's not like overwhelming or anything. Like it takes 0 seconds to explain it. You just be like, "Look, we're all on sure. a spaceship. We all have some tasks." Uh, well, some people are the imposter. They're going to try and kill you. We have to figure out who they are. Game explained. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, Neve, take notes. That's how you explain the game to someone. Uh, <laughs> Neve doesn't. Neve doesn't listen to this show. Yeah. He doesn't respect that, us. But that's why I feel safe taking shots at Neve for how fucking filthily he played me in <laughs> Among Us. Oh, he he did you dirty. He just like didn't tell me the rules, and then every time I'd fuck up and get in trouble, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, here's one of the other rules." And it was just like Neve. These are there's like four rules. You told me two of them. That's, yeah. That's well, the last thing I'll say about the game is that it's also like it's the first game where I've like made new friends with strangers. Like we were streaming the game to like 80 people, and I was like, why are 80 people watching us play this game? That's insane. It's so boring. But anyways, hey, thank you. Stay, keep watching. Uh, but like people from the chat, they hopped in, and like we made new friends. Uh, so that that was a really fun experience. Oh, that's really great. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. really fucking cool. I also, I will say, one cool thing about the game is, I think the tasks actually make a pretty huge difference. Um, the little mission objectives that you have to yeah, accomplish? Yeah, I think that uh, it, I think it does really make things a lot better in a lot of ways, because you don't have, um, you, you know, in those other games, like Mafia or Secret Hitler or something, you're basically kind of just like not doing anything. Uh, except like waiting to die or paying attention to who else died. Right. But in this, we have like you have an active, meaningful role, um, and that's cool. Like you have to do something. So it's like you can win by actively doing something. You can't just not lose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, totally. And that makes it a little bit more uh, compelling. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned um, you mentioned the the quarantine uh, a little bit ago, and uh, how we've all been been stuck inside. And so, uh, to sort of round this episode out, I did want to get both of your takes on a story that I saw this morning um, that says, "What the fuck? L.A. Comic Con is going ahead." This oh year. yeah, I did see no, that. No, 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 no. Um, Those are like <laughs> the least undiseased people. In December 2020, the organizers of the LA Comic Con want to open the doors of the convention center and allow thousands of people in for a nerd show. That's in less than three months. Um, And let's get a quote here from the LA Comic Con people. Over the past six months, we've been struggling with a very important question. Should we even attempt to have LA Comic Con in 2020? Chris DeMoulin, general manager of the con, told Los Angeles Daily News. Since March, we've been living in some version of a lockdown slash safer at home world, trying hard to stay safe, hoping and praying for the health and safety of ourselves, our family, friends, neighbors, and all our fellow human beings. We're wearing masks, blah, 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 blah. 
Uh, and we, and yet, we all yearn for just a little bit more of normality to reclaim some aspects of our lives pre-COVID. Um, yeah, this is wild because I really can't think of an event where people are more sardine packed together. Like, it's hard to think of a even a sports event where they're like packed this tightly together. Yeah, no, it's it's wild. So, have you ever been to like a con like that? Griffin? No, I'm too busy having having sex. Okay, cool. Well, since I don't know how to jack off, you know I don't know how to have sex. Um, <laughs> so, Alex, have you ever been to one of those cons? Uh, yes. I spent a lot of my adolescence going to one of the most legendary conventions of all time. Lex, perhaps you're familiar with it because you're from the DMV. Otakon in Baltimore oh, yeah. is one of the biggest anime conventions in the world, actually. Like, outside of Japan, I think it's, like, one of the biggest. And yeah, I spent a lot of time in I'd those say, environments. Uh, I'd say Dimes yeah. to Donuts. We were probably there at the same time. Yeah, probably. Like, almost. that that The math just, it's, it seems impossible that we weren't, like, in the same, like, room hearing about, like, someone's Evangelion art collection. Um, but... Yeah, so at those cons, a thing that happens, they have these booths that people go to, and people crowd around the booths to look at the stuff. Lux, Lux, you're losing that out again. We, we haven't been able to hear, we haven't heard, like, the last two sentences. Wait, am I cutting out again? Can you hear me? Hmm. Did it happen um, again? It's because me and Alex uh, are on Ethernet, like no, strong, Ethernet. smart boys. <laughs> uh, I, I just shell out the dumb money uh, to AT&T for the gigabit internet. And uh, okay, oh, I have a question about that because I was getting in a fight with AT&T this morning on the phone. Uh, why do you do AT&T? Because spectrum speeds are like way faster. Aren't I mean, they? Uh, not in my experience. Like, my, I don't know if mm-hmm. uh, spectrum fiber optic uh, is like faster. Uh, do, do you mind? Do you mind saying how much you pay uh, for the fiber? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was like a seventy bucks a month kind of deal to begin with and now it's up to okay. like uh a hundred right which yeah, yeah uh, you they, know they boosted yeah up I, I don't pay for tv or anything like that um so it's sure, it's a chunk so if, for internet um but mm-hmm. i split that between like you know my my home office hours which goes my yeah. business account and then like my personal account so it's uh uh, it it yeah. comes out to being like oh, all right, um, it's totally. I mean, I, I had fiber in Austin for a little bit, and it fucking rocks. It fucking rules, dude. Like I, I can tell you right now uh, that I jumped on uh, Counter Strike for a um, couple days while I had my uh, 270 Super in my computer before I uh, forked it over to Matt, and uh, along with my like snazzy new monitor and the the gigabit situation um it was uh a sight to see it's paid to yeah, win it's you're paid it, to win i mean yeah it was like i couldn't believe the performance difference between what i was used to um mm-hmm. it makes a difference i think um to, definitely i mean in shooters especially like to get that the ping low enough to where you can like really jump around that corner it actually does affect yeah it. um so our dear friend Lex is on uh, Wi-Fi, which always has this problem. No matter like how good your Wi-Fi is, like eventually, like right, you're gonna lose a little bit of fidelity. Then you have to deal with it, which sucks. And that's what I keep telling all these wife. All, like I'm, you know, I I've been ushering in through our our comedy communities a new a new generation of streamers. A new and, dawn. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a Star Trek next generation. Um, uh, but uh, a lot. I have to have this argument with so many people where it's like you can't do it on Wi-Fi, and they're like, "Are you sure my Wi-Fi is really yeah, good?" Yeah, even if you it's have just like, like what, whatever is the newest now, which is like uh, yeah. 802.11, like AC. Right. I think it doesn't matter. It's still it's not stable. It just keeps going up and yeah, down. Yeah, you're always gonna have some like sort of like weird uh, noise happening. But uh, I, I want to hear what Lux says when he comes back. But I'll also like. Uh, keep the, uh, the 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 party train on on weird conventions. Um, it's like uh, I, I imagine that a lot of the people that go to these conventions are are just like you and me, you know, and that you know everybody's lifestyle is, is a little bit different. And like yeah, like you have a lot of geeks and like you know uh, folks that you know find their community and socialization through whatever it is, like comics, video games, anime, you know, like the, the, the nerd culture spheres. But, um, 
I, I like what I'm worried about is like I don't think a lot of those people are going to show up. I think it's just going to be the people right. that like really want to be there three years or four years early for like whatever like movie announcement is is happening. It's the Hall it's H freaks. It's the Hall H, yeah, I, the Hall H freaks. I just, that's that's the I problem. I don't want to be around them anyway. So like, why would I yeah. spend a grip of money to go do it when like any one of those people could just be like a literal hey, chemical weapon, a biological? I'll weapon. say it. Round them up. Round up the Hall H freaks. I think we should shut it down until we figure out what the hell is going Biden on. Biden-Harris 2020. Glad I, got back in time. Glad, I, glad <laughs> I got back in time to hear Griffin's radical political positions. Um, yeah, I don't know what's up with my internet. I think the dog unplugged it. Um, it's okay. It's more of a, it's more of a raw, raw pod this time. It's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, it's a little bit more edgy and punk rock underground. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, don't have a convention while there's COVID, please. That's my take. Yeah. It's just a simple, a simple it, it, request. It is sad, though, because I do feel like a lot of people really look forward to this thing as like a time to really get to like share their interests in person. Um, but, you know, just just at least do it outdoors. Right. Like, that's the crazy thing It's like, no, they're insisting on like using the insides of the convention center for this thing. And it's like, just set up some stuff outside, tell everyone to wear a mask and like, you know, I don't know. So, yeah, it feels like it's Do it, a, outdoors. it feels like it's somewhat doable in that respect, but not but not like this. Not like this. <laughs> not like um, this. But yeah, I mean, honestly, though, all the Marvel stuff is becoming pretty. I don't know. I, I, I really do sense sort of diminishing returns on Marvel after like Avengers Endgame and stuff. So like, I wonder like if these Hall H sickos will just die off or if we'll actually have to put them down. Oh, uh, like, man. Like 2021 is the, the year on. of that truth. Right? Isn't 2021 the year of that truth just because so much Marvel's gotten pushed back that 2021 is going to be like, like leaking Marvel all over the floor? I thought that was the first year that they're not going to do a Marvel movie. But except that all the stuff from this year got pushed to 2021. Yeah, it's all going to happen. I think the smartest thing Marvel could do, and I like, I already, like, the WandaVision trailer came out uh, a couple weeks ago, or last week maybe, and I, like, took one look at that and I was like, yeah, like, this is what they need to do. It's Instead of, like, introducing a bunch of, like, new movies with new characters, and, like, yeah, that's cool, they can do that too, I, like... This is where my attention's going to be, is, like, on the Disney Plus stuff. Because I can watch yeah, it from home sure. and not be worried about missing out in the theaters. Like, as Americans, we live in this weird twilight zone where, like, there are plenty of other places in the country, or in the in the world, I should say, that, that, that their theaters are just open. So, like, if, like, distributors decide to, like, release Tenet or, you know, uh, another big blockbuster, we just, like, miss out on it. And that's like kind of a position that Americans aren't used to like being in, which I think is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the, the my my favorite sort of I think sort of end uh, conflict that's going to happen with like going to movie theaters that's going to be incredibly funny is Avatar Two is probably going to be the first movie that like people can feel safe oh, about no. going to a theater and seeing, uh, which I think is going to be incredible after seeing just all these people online shitting on one of the most successful filmmakers of all time. Like I just don't think people like understand like why Avatar was successful, why any of James Cameron's movies are successful, and I'm excited for him to prove them wrong. Yeah, as a as a fan of elements of Avatar. Um, I'm excited. To be, I'm excited to be vindicated when the second movie comes out. I'm gonna watch it at home in VR. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. hell yeah. That's how you gotta. Exp yeah. You gotta. You gotta explore Pandora T 360. Take that, Jim Cameron. <laughs> I'm, I'm pirating Jimmy it in VR. Take that, Jimmy Cams. I'm VRing <laughs> your movie. I feel like nothing would make just, him happier than someone watching that movie in probably. VR. Probably. Unless they like did it on a submarine. That's like how you really <laughs> get, get his attention. One of those uh, deprivation pools. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, like, I, I just don't, like, if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. But, like, people, like, just don't understand why certain stuff is successful in the same way that, like, 
I, the same people who get mad about like the Snyder cut are getting mad about Avatar, and it's just like all these decisions are like business decisions. I can't there is wait giant groups of people that want this thing. So like, if it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. Like, go watch Lovecraft Country. Like, but like a lot of people like this stuff, and it's okay for people to like things. Yeah, like what you like, but also mostly uh, like what I like. <laughs> um, just to save I us think it's a some time. Great note to end it on. <laughs> um, all right, yeah. Uh, let's, uh, Alex. Is there any stuff you'd like to plug, or the ways people can see or engage with you, uh, the person? Um, I have been doing a lot more like weird, like uh, Twitch stuff, I guess, or like you know, just like online comedy shows. I don't really have anything coming up, so the the short answer is is no. But as soon as I get my new video card. Uh, I'm going to be looking for squad mates for all the fun stuff online, you boys included. Hey, let's do it. Add me on Steam. Add me on Discord. Uh, I'm sure there's, like, some way we can throw up my details, like, on on the pod. Um, Yeah, we got to get you on Choom Room sometime. We'll play some games. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. Hell yeah. Um, Well, I know, Griffin, do you have anything to plug aside from Choom Room? Nah. All right, so check out Choom Room. uh, And also check out the Happy Gilmore, or the Happy Madison podcast or is it happy uh, what the fuck is the name of their podcast is it gilmore madison happy madison uh, th- yeah it, it's gilmore madison oh, really? I think is what their podcast that's what the pod- is. what's their podcast is called yeah. yeah that's what the podcast is uh griffin and i appear on the most recent episode talking about uh the movie picks oh it's the billy gilmore podcast uh griffin uh, and you know I- they, they should they should have called it the cobbled as in the people who have watched the cobbler <laughs> true um, but yeah, go check out the Billy Gilmore podcast. Griffin and I guested on an episode about Pixels with our friend Wilson, who was on to do Superman 64 with us, and it was super duper fun. Um, check that out. Check it out for sure. Check out Haley on Memory Static and at Eat Every Sound on YouTube and on Instagram. And that is it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you later. And thanks, Alex, for coming on also. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.